0: Welcome to Remembering What Matters Most, a podcast exploring what it means to live our lives based on what is most important to us. I'm your host, Susan McNamara, and today I'm with Patty Mari, friend and fellow educator. Welcome, Patty. Thanks. Good to see you today. Good to see you
1: too. Great to be
0: here. Yeah, so good to be able to be back and to be doing this and to be exploring some important conversations about the world. It's always interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you're going to like what we're going to do today. So again, we're going to be taking a look at the influence that technology has in our lives. And I want to pay particular attention today to what I think about as what's being lost. And as I was thinking about this before today, sort of planning what we're going to talk about, one of the things that I was thinking about is Over the, you know, it's been almost 20 years that I've been thinking about this and observing things and writing about it and talking to people about it. One of the things that I find to be the most concerning is some of the things that we're losing out on in terms of what it means to be a human being. So I don't know, do you That's see a any big of that? topic?
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have time, Susan. <laughs> I know. Well, this
0: is one of the things that I always find so challenging, you know, when we're talking about trying to do these in 20-minute um, bites. And yeah. there is a truth to what you're saying that how we're using the technologies is literally involved in every single aspect of our lives and what it is to be human. And I always just come back to the place of I just feel like anything that is this pervasive and has this much influence and power in our lives is really something that we should be considering and contemplating together and asking some difficult questions because otherwise, I think one of the experiences that I'm having when I talk about what's being lost is, I often feel like this line just keeps getting moved and then Mm -hmm. you think, oh, okay, that's where it'll end, but then it gets moved again. And at Mm -hmm. some point, when are we gonna not even know anymore where that line should be or how about the generations that are coming up that are not even going to know that some line that should have never gotten moved got really moved Hmm.
1: yeah so true yeah the you know we all have our phones and we have ipads and we have computers and we have smart tvs and we're just we're always like, they say We're the, a, a spider is always like three feet from you, but it's like really more like a device is always three feet from us, right? We can always grab one really, really quick and check a fact, or look at this picture, or look at this video. It's very pervasive. It is pervasive. Okay, so first of
0: all, I've never heard about a spider <laughs> being three feet from me. Now I'm kind of looking around. <laughs> wondering about that. I heard
1: that and I don't know if it's true but they say like a spider is always three feet from you and if that's true I don't see any Susan where we are right now so I think we're good. Okay
0: okay (laughs) and we actually don't have any cell phones out so that's also good so that we won't be distracted by that. Yeah. So I think that as you said, this is a really enormous topic. So mm-hmm. what I'd really like to do is just pick out a slice right now and take a look at that. So the area that I think is so important to be looking at is the area around social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it, but there is that documentary out right now called Social Dilemma. Have you no, seen that? No, I have not. Okay, you really need to check that out. It's it's a lot of the Silicon Valley insiders who have left, um, their various places in the technology field and are now working to try and create more humane uses of the technologies. But a lot of it was revealing the underside basically of, um, of social media. And they didn't talk about this one so much, but it's one that's often on my mind, especially for our kids where I think as human beings, we're always trying to balance that place where what is it to be my most authentic self, and how do I also be part of a group mm. so that I don't I don't either negotiate things that I should never negotiate. Do you know what I'm saying about who mm-hmm. I am? Mm-hmm. But yes. that I that I still get to belong, and I and I just yeah. think you know, especially as a woman, and I always know that any woman I ever say this to always nods her head. I think as women in particular. That's a real challenge for us is how do we have our own voice? How do we stand true to what it is that we know and sense and feel and still be part of a group, but not,
1: not let the group dictate to us things that don't feel right to us? It's so hard to balance that because yeah. we want to be accepted. We want to be connected where a lot of us are about harmony. We want that peacefulness, the harmony of you know keeping the group happy and connected. And I grapple with that all of the time. Like if I put this particular post up on Facebook, Mm -hmm. first of all, if I don't get any likes, sometimes (laughs) I feel bad. You know, um, if I get a lot of likes, wow, everybody likes me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sometimes I just want to like rail against something that is driving me crazy Mm. you know like the way the earth is treated or or I want to just post something that I really care about but I don't think social media really wants that I I think it's like not it it just doesn't um it doesn't feel authentic like we can't be our our authentic selves sometimes I feel
0: I I couldn't agree more and I think that that's really what I'm trying to get to today in our conversation so that's just a great segue in that place where you're sitting there you want to post something that really has some meaning or value to you or you think that might be something for somebody else and yet you're sitting there struggling about that like Mm. piece which Mm -hmm. I think is is for me one of the most destructive and damaging aspects of social media because it would be one thing if you posted something And people saw it or they didn't see it. But this whole idea of somebody liking everything that you do or you don't do, I feel like pushes some kind of an evolutionary button in us that links to exactly what we were talking about that we're always scanning and looking to see how am I being received right now? Is that person nodding at me? Do they just furrow their brow? So it takes that and puts it on steroids, I feel like where, Mm. and then there's also the whole part of the, the, either the public glory or the public humiliation Mm. where other people can see, Mm -hmm. oh, nobody liked her thing or, oh, look at how many people (laughs) liked her, whatever she happened to have posted. And so one of the things that I'm really concerned about right now is what is it doing to us, both the people who are doing the liking, receiving the liking, what is it doing to us to have people so publicly weighing in on our lives
1: Hmm. that is a great question i've been grappling with it yeah because i've posted a few things that had meaning to me Mm. and nobody commented or liked and then the very next post where i put pictures of my granddaughter i got like 85 likes right so I really had to take a step back and say, okay, the next time I post something before I even post it, I have to be okay with not getting any likes. I'm posting this because it's important to me and I want to put it out there, but I have to know that I might, nobody might, you know, people might not receive it in the way I wish they would. And I have to be, it's that idea of equanimity. Where it's like, I'm going to be okay if I get likes, and I'm going to be okay if I don't. I'm not going to die, you know. Um, I'm not going to have any bodily injury. I'm just going to have to be okay with this. But this is like years and years and years of working on this stuff.
0: Right. And And, and like you say,
1: kids... Right. don't have the benefit of that.
0: Right. I mean, you've got a yoga practice, you know, you're a woman right now in your much more mature, mature wise mm. years, but that's one of the things that I'm constantly wondering Thank about. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you're in your wise woman years right now. I love it. Yeah. and. Um, but that's the, that's the whole thing. So you've got a perspective. You've got some skills. You've got an ability to be able to disentangle yourself from that. But two things. One, not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And then two, what happens if that's how you come up? What happens if that from the age that you have any memory whatsoever, you, you've been linked into whether or not people like you and what you're doing and what you're posting? And And again, I really want to... I want to bring this together with what happens to us naturally as human beings, anyway. That when you're little, we're very tied into the grown ups in our lives, mm-hmm. whether those are teachers or parents, and then later on, our friends. We're very aware of whether or not people like what we're doing or don't. And yet now we've got this in this very exaggerated form where it's like we've opened some door that says, yes, I give you full permission to completely weigh in on my life, to tell me how things are going and how they're not going. And so much so that I was actually talking to a woman yesterday who who runs a national network and she was having a meeting last night on the suicides that have been happening around social media. And I sometimes am reluctant to have this conversation because I don't want us to get sidetracked to think that, this is the only problem in that domain this is an this is the the most extreme version of what i'm talking about that a, a youngster or an adolescent or a young adult has people so heavily weighing in on their lives that they don't even think that they can get out from underneath that they don't even think that there's a version of them that isn't whatever is showing up mm. across social media yeah so for me, that those are the, the, the most tragic and the most extreme examples of this. Mm-hmm. And it's happening to all of us on a smaller, regular basis day to day. And so one of my big questions has just really been over the last several months, what is it doing to us to have people weighing in so much of like every single little thing that we're doing and that we've come to believe that other people actually have the right to weigh in on our lives in that way because mm. we we've we've invited it in.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is a huge conversation because lots of people, if you ask them, well, why are you on Facebook? They'll say, I want to see the pictures of my. I want to, you know, connect with my family more. I want to see pictures of you know my cousins' kids who live across the country, um, and that kind of thing. But this pulls in a whole different you know, position, because I think we do want to be accepted Mm. as human beings, and we want to know that our lives are interesting and good, and, you know, um, and I was just thinking, too, about the teenager who might not be very popular at school, or maybe they get bullied a little bit, and you used to be able to leave that at school, and you'd go home. And maybe things weren't so great there, but at least you weren't being bullied at home. And now a lot of that happens, you know, during the after-school hours as well, where these kids are sort of being bullied online. Yeah, it's a big topic. Um, I, you know, I I I have several friends who won't be on any social media because they feel like all of their information is tracked, and you know the facebook and and those kinds of things aren't you know really forthcoming with how they treat your information or what they do with your information Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be tracked
0: right yeah so there's so many reasons to to be making choices around this for ourselves and for our kids and i Mm -hmm. that's really Mm -hmm. so much of what i'm always interested in is Let's just have this conversation. Mm. Let's just hash this out together. Because like you're saying, and I've heard the same thing from students, that they'll talk so much about Facebook allows them to be in touch with family and friends, sometimes in other countries Mm. or certainly in other states. And you get to see the pictures. And yet, at what cost sometimes Mm. in order to get that piece of it, because it really does tap into that part of us that doesn't want to be left out that doesn't want to miss out on anything and so my thought around this always is how can we do this in a way where in a healthy way you're receiving and part of something that really does feed the best in you and really does feed the best in your relationships. But it leaves out the parts that are degrading to our sense of self. Or degrading to true belonging because if we extrapolate this thing out, because you know my mind around this stuff is like this, like <laughs> bizarre mind map, and you know one of the things that also where my mind will sometimes go is if you have more and more people. Um, policing themselves, basically, right? Being self-conscious, like you're talking about about posting. What does that do for us in terms of our authenticity in our relationships? What does that do for us in terms of how we, as a democratic society, have our own mind space? So can you have your own mind right now? Can you have your own thought? Or have we become so accustomed right now to other people weighing in on every single thing that we do that we couldn't even imagine right now having a thought that might be separate from, or an action that might be separate around whether or not we get that approval or not. Mm. It seems like the most mainstream
1: kind of posts
0: get the most likes. Uh, Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had friends tell me the same thing, that they'll post some really thoughtful maybe even somewhat provocative not provocative in a polarizing kind of a way but like you've got to kind of think about this yeah. peeps you've got and to read more than yes. three words yeah exactly. too. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's another podcast um yeah but the pictures the easy stuff yeah the easy breezy stuff right yeah. gets like boom 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 because it yeah. doesn't cost you anything right yeah. and yet here we are. So what are we going to do about this? And, and one of the things, and I don't know if anybody's ever taken me up on it, but whenever my college students and I do a unit around technology and mindfulness, one of the things that I'll often suggest to them as an experiment is what would it be like if you just stopped liking? That you stayed on. So, say let's just take Facebook because that's what we're talking about right now. But you just stop pushing that like button, and there are some people you can see it's it's visibly disturbing to them. But then what what got me thinking about this was. I think it was last year, I had a student, and I want to say she was probably a junior. So she had not gotten Instagram or really any social media, if I'm remembering this correctly, until she was probably, I want to say like a sophomore in college. So she had a younger sister who was in high school who had gotten into social media years before she did. So when my student got social media she would get things from her friends and she would look at them but she never liked it she never did she never responded at all in that way and her sister like literally wigged out on her and said you have to like everything that your friends do and post and i thought whoa whoa whoa
1: that is uh whoa yeah
0: like for me that that one example really explains so much Like one do we really want to be liking and saying yes to and following everything that everyone in our lives do and two what is the net effect on our lives when we're opening ourselves to let
1: people weigh in on who we are all the time and three should you like things that you really don't like right so just to make your friends feel better
0: yes but in this false way and then and i think that that's also the undercurrent because Weirdly enough, everybody knows that's what everybody else is doing. Yet, like you're saying, you're still looking for it. And if you don't get it, you feel a little disturbed by it. And you're trying to work your way back to that place of equilibrium again. But that's also, I think, a very subconscious kind of thing where we know that people are doing it without really liking something just because they feel like they have to. So what does that do in terms of the trust that we have between each other. So we got people weighing in on us. we got people liking stuff and and we know they do it just because we're friends of theirs (laughs) and we're doing the same thing back to them. We can think it's the stupidest thing ever, but you're going to like it because that's what the expectation is. And so my thinking around all of this, again, I want to come back to is what are we losing within ourselves individually and between us as people when there's this much, um, Falseness, basically between us
1: I suppose the other way you could look at it too is that you care enough about that friend and you want them to know that you love them so you like you know you like their post about your friend with their granddaughter or you know that it's your friend's son's birthday or something like that It's, I think for some people, it is a way of showing caring. Mm. So that's, like, I think there's both negative and positive to many of the um, social media apps, like Facebook, Instagram. Um, I just think that we can't, (laughs) we can't get confused and think that that's our real lives. Right. Because we have to still be able to have conversations deep, meaningful thoughtful conversations with people and realize that that's that's real life yeah yeah and i would add
0: to that and we have to be able to have a solid sense of who we are that goes beyond whether or not somebody else likes or does not like what it is that we're doing yeah Yeah, and then we've got, you know, we've got, as we're starting to wrap up here, we've got that balance then between having that authentic relationship with the people in our lives and having a firm and solid sense of ourselves that doesn't rise and fall based on whether we got
1: zero likes or 8,000 likes. Yeah. 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 You know, this is tough stuff. I agree with you that um, it, it could, for some people make them not feel like it was okay to be authentic and to think outside the box and to think differently than others yeah
0: yeah so again just want to put that plug in there for everybody go out and live your life and use the social media in a way that helps to uplift your life and make your connections stronger and um yeah get outside (laughs)
1: get outside that's always a good answer to
0: all of life's problems that that was like when i was growing up you know my that was always the answer go outside go outside and play (laughs) exactly go
1: outside and play (laughs) so that's what we'll end it on so that sounds good yeah do you want to let people know how they can get in touch with you yes you can email me at pattypraymari at gmail that's p-a-t-i-p-r-a-y-m-a-r-i at gmail or look me up at naturewithin.yoga.com. Thanks, Patty. You're welcome.
0: And as always, when we can remember what matters most, we create lives that we can feel good about and that serve as a contribution to the world. And if you'd like to hear more about what I do, please go to my website, which is rememberingwhatmattersmost.com. Thanks for being here, everybody.